This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. First time we've ever done a post-game uh, live streaming podcast. Of course, you're checking us out here at Sparky Radio. You can also download us uh, at any time. We do these Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays normally. Uh, this week is Toy Drive Week, 16th Annual Fan Toy Drive at Blaine's Fireman Fleet in Oak Creek. I'll be down there 6A to 6P. I might not be there necessarily every waking minute necessarily of those 12 hours, but I'll be down there most of the time, Monday through Friday. Come on down, say hi. Donate online at 1250amthefan.com if you can. So anyways, that's why we're doing post game today. And a hell of an entertaining game, 40 to 33 Eagles over the Green Bay Packers and Ryan Horvath here as well. Follow him on Twitter uh, at Ryan Horvath. And I'll come to you for opening statements. Also, uh, we'll take phone calls tonight, just like all the normal radio shows. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take phone calls. We'll see how it goes. Now, the only tricky part about us taking phone calls is I'm going to have to literally leave the screen to go answer the phone uh, to come back. But we can take calls. Uh, so it's 414-677-1250. 414-677-1250 if you want to jump aboard and uh, talk to Ryan Horvat and myself. Feel free. Ryan Horvat, opening statement after this Packers loss. Probably the worst defense. I mean, we go back to the Brad Jones years, watching him miss tackles all over the place. Everything nice that we said about Quay. Uh, last week on the last episode came back to bite us in the ass here tonight. I mean, the missed tackles there in the fourth quarter, there are three straight run plays where I saw four linebackers. There were four missed tackles by the linebacker crew. Like Kenny Clark was even on the field tonight. Horrible. Uh, Just brutal, man. And you know, what's so funny about this, this whole thing is I kind of, I saw this coming, not so much from the offensive side of the ball that there were going to be struggles all season long. And tonight that wasn't the issue. I mean, they moved the ball up and down the field. You put points up like that. You should win 90% of the time. But going into the season, it wasn't even just the fans, you know, the Green Bay Packer fans that were talking about this defense possibly being the top 10, top five defense. It was everybody around the league, man. It was everybody on the NFL network. It was pretty much, man. I I mean, that was honestly, I would like to think that they've just given up or else is it, I I don't even know what to blame anymore, man. Is it, do you blame Joe Barry? Is the talent just not there? And then on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Rodgers made some throws tonight. Obviously, he leaves that game. Jordan Love, man, Jordan Love looks good when he just gets in there and runs LaFleur's offense and doesn't think too much. He missed some throws there in the fourth quarter, but I'm not going to pick him apart. He didn't know he was going to be playing tonight. Just frustrating, man, especially the way that you got off to that start. You were able to move the ball up and down the field. Not that their defense, you know, is a top five unit or anything like that. They could get after the quarterback. They really can't stop the run. That was A.J. Dillon's best game. At one point, he was averaging 10 yards per carry. That's what drove me nuts about that first Aaron Rodgers interception, or the second one. A.J. Dillon's running for 10 yards per pop. Why are you taking the ball out of his hands? Right. I mean, again, I mean, you saw that coming. If you're going to drop Rodgers back that many times against that pass rush, he's obviously going to take a beating. And 
It's probably the last we've saw of Aaron Rodgers for no the chance. rest of the season. So at least no. you'll get to evaluate Jordan Love. You don't think for the rest of the season, though? No, no. I What's mean, unless something, unless unless he's got a broke rib or something to where it's going to permanently take him out. Because this is what you and I have been debating on Curtin Long all season of at what point will he check out, right? If so if if we get to the point of elimination from the playoff contention, will he then use the thumb and say, okay, I'm out? Well, now there was more details here in the last couple of days about the thumb not only being broken, but it's a ligament possibly torn away or whatever else, how bad it really is. Okay, fine. But he was still out there trying to play. But now this rib oblique or whatever the heck thing is going on with him, and he walks off and says, that's it. You know, I can't do it anymore. So does he miss the Bears game? Because after the Bears game, correct me if I'm wrong, don't they have a bye after the Bears game? I, yeah. I think there's a bye after the Bears game. So he can miss the Bears game get a bye week, gets two weeks to get healthy, and then maybe come back and finish. Or because they're pretty much out of it now with that with this loss, maybe he does say, I'm done for the year. As a fan, I think a lot of Packer fans want to see Jordan Love the rest of the year just to see what you have versus what you don't. There's 50 million reasons why you know Aaron Rodgers is back next year, so I don't think anything that happens going forward is going to change any of that. I think it would be good for the organization, good for everybody involved to see Jordan Love uh, moving on. But there's still a part of me that thinks that Aaron Rodgers is so damn competitive uh, that he may be like, yeah, okay, I can't play against the Bears. Ribs hurt too bad, but give me a couple weeks and I'll be back out there and I'm going to fight all the way to the end with David Bakhtiari, who's fighting through God knows what, trying to yeah. be out there on that field. Elton Jenkins, you know, having his ups and downs, being out there on that field uh, as well. And Rodgers is going to try and go out there uh, in play two, it is um, something for me to watch this this game and know that you scored that many points and still lost, right? And you know there was going to be some pressure on Joe Barry because you can't blame the special teams. I mean, Nixon did a hell of a job returning kicks today, so you can't come at them. I mean, yeah, extra point, whatever, fine. I, all I'm saying is, is you can't blame the special teams for this one. This one here is on the defense. And I tweeted out during the game, like maybe us Packer fans overrated the cornerbacks on this team. Maybe we just overrated Jair Alexander and Rajul Douglas. And in Alexander's point, maybe it's the entire country overrated Jair Alexander. And Rajul Douglas's uh, aspect, I think the front office and the fan base after, you know, a half a good season or three quarters of a good season last year, everybody jumped on the back. Oh my God, how was he on the practice squad? Look at how good he is. And now you're seeing why he's moved around from team to team. Yeah, man. And I would say the frustrating thing, though, about the special teams, especially Nixon tonight, five returns for 172 yards or something like that, a 34-yard average. So somebody, I think somebody needs to lose their job because why did the Amari Rodgers experiment continue on for so long <laughs> when this man was on the roster the entire season, man? Again, though, that was that not yeah. the worst? And, and there's been some bad ones, man. I mean, you go back to the NFC title game because I was thinking about this. Somebody tweeted out that this was the first time that Green Bay's given up 300 rushing yards since the 70s or something like that. I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but I was thinking, I was like, wait a minute. They gave up 300 yards to the Niners in the NFC title game three years ago, but no, they didn't actually. Uh, they only gave up 285. You go back to those Niner games against Colin Kaepernick where they just couldn't get a hand on him, man. And Still, like tonight, that was one of the more pathetic things I've ever seen in my life. And I know how good Jalen Hurts is. He's great. The, the other thing that pisses me off really quickly, this Eagles team is good. That is not a great football team, though. They don't. They can't stop anybody. Their secondary is weak. Like I said, they have a pass rush where right. you can win the football against them. Any other year, 
you know, I mean, I'm not going to go there right now with this team, but I mean, that was one of the poorest efforts I've ever seen in my life. And I would like to think it's just effort. And then again, like you're down two scores in that game. You've given up 40 points. You let the Eagles hang 40 on you. And Jair Alexander and Rasul Douglas are doing their secret handshake after a pass breakup. And Jair played decent tonight. I mean, he made some plays on the defense, on, you know, when he was actually targeted. But uh, just frustrating, man. And I thought they were alive in that game. I was talking myself into them winning this game. Pretty sure somebody, uh, my in-laws came in and gave me COVID. I'm like literally sweating here. I'm on my deathbed. I have the sniffles. I've been coughing. I'm sick. I'm throwing up. I'm dying. I literally just beat the flu two weeks ago, and now I'm sick again. And all I wanted was one damn victory just to be alive again in the playoff race because I still have tickets, man. I'm going, well, I was supposed to go to the Rams game. I still have tickets. Vikings, uh, New Year's Day. I don't want to go to that game. No. I mean, sure, you can watch some Jordan Love maybe, see what the future looks like. But this team, I would like, do you think they've just given up or do you think this team still gives a crap? This is what I think. I think watching this offense run the correct way. And I think Rodgers was running it the correct way tonight, right? For the most part, they were running the football. He was doing stuff off of them running the football. This offense looked like how I think Matt LaFleur wants it to look. I think Jordan Love can run this offense the way that they were running this offense prior to Jordan Love coming into the game. Running the football, using play action off of that, the quick passes out, uh, you know, outside uh, to the flat or whatever, to A.J. Dillon or Aaron Jones or whatever the case may be. Asking, you know, Jordan Love to make, I don't know, five to ten pretty decent throws a game. That's all you're asking him to do. You're not asking him to throw 40, 40 passes every night. I think, and we'll see, because, you know, with Rodgers hurt, maybe we're going to see more Jordan Love here. We'll see if he can run it. But I think that you're going to see that Jordan Love can run this offense. Not yeah. saying he's an MVP. Not saying he'll ever play in a Pro Bowl. Not saying any of that. Just saying he can be Jimmy G or whoever you want to pick that's that middle-of-the-road guy. At the very least, he can probably do that if you have Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, and an offensive line that blocks halfway decent. I think that's what you're seeing as a Packer fan. The problem is when you have that concept of, okay, you don't yeah. need a Hall of Fame quarterback, what kind of offense are you going to run? And Matt LaFleur says this, and this looks like it will work, the premise is your defense has to be damn good in order for this to work. And your defense ain't anywhere close to being good, nonetheless damn good at this point, Ryan Horvath. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. I mean, you thought you were that was the direction you were heading in, right? Matt LaFleur, you're going to be a running football team and you're going to be a top five, top ten defense. But this defense isn't even top 15, top 20 right, right now. So. What are you going to do with Jordan Love moving forward? He's not going to be able to be this game manager when you're letting the Eagles hang 40 on you yep. on Sunday Night Football. 
he's not going to be able to be this game manager when you're letting, you know, Taylor Heineke carve you up for 240 yards or whatever it was, or Ryan Tannehill on Thursday night football just threw for 340 yards. They actually shut down Derrick Henry. That's the problem, man, is that this team, they don't really have a direction because he used seven first round picks on the defensive side of the ball, other than Jair, who's any good? I mean, Quay is still young, and he he's, he's capable of making plays. You know, he made a couple plays tonight, and then he also missed a bunch of tackles and yeah, was terrible, especially when they tried to make him a spy. Because early on, I'm like, you got to put a spy on Jalen. And then he just completely jukes uh, Quay right out of his cleats, and I was like, well, that's he's over. Right? He's juked, however, this year. I mean, let's not act like Quay Walker's the only guy that got juked by Jalen Hurts. Oh, no, no, Jalen no. Hurts has got to do this to a lot of guys around the NFL, not just yeah. Quay Walker. No, I know, I know. It's just something every week, though. And the tackling was sloppy all night long, all season long. And so I just don't know what the what the direction is moving forward. Like you said, Rodgers is probably coming back next year. There's 50 million reasons why. Christian Watson looks damn good. I mean, really good. Romeo yep. Dobbs will be back healthy next season or later on this season. Um, you have to figure out what you're doing, I know, with some of the guys on the offensive line. But I just I don't know what the direction is, man. I mean, okay. you fire Joe, if you fire Joe Barry, like, are you, are you saying that these guys – or let's, these guys let's get to the next topic. Let, yeah. let, let's get to the next topic here. Uh, yeah. Again, Curtin Long downloaded today, whether it be Odyssey, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Do it normally Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So the 16th annual fan toy draft for Children's Wisconsin and Robins Nest this week at Blaine's Farm and Fleet in Oak Creek. We're doing a post game today because I'll be out at Blaine's Farm and Fleet all day tomorrow and all week long. So I won't be able to do it uh, tomorrow during the day. So we're doing it tonight instead. Uh, so make sure to download it, tell your friends, tell your family members we are doing this. Second question after the Packers lose 40 yeah. to 33 to the Eagles and give up 300 yards rushing. Are the players or the scheme the issue for Joe Barry's defense? Somebody tweeted earlier to me at Sparky Radio about how this is probably more scheme than it is players. And I quote tweeted, I said, who agrees with this guy? I think it was Josh was this guy's name on Twitter. And I said, because I'm kind of, Split on this one. I, I don't really know because as we were just talking about earlier, Rashul Douglas ain't the guy that, that you paid all that money to. He's not. Adrian Amos has been fine the first couple of years, but he's not the same player that he was. Rudy Ford might be the best safety you got at this damn point. So he's back there. Savage has been a complete, complete disaster this year, no matter where you've played him. So that hasn't worked out. Now, again, we're just talking about talent. Not talking about scheme, just talking about guys that are playing well in the position that they're given. On the defensive line, Kenny Clark has not, I don't think, had the year that he had last year. So I, you I can't, right? You can't say that he uh, is playing up to his level this year. Now, again, is that Joe Barry's fault that Kenny Clark's not playing well? Everybody gave Joe Barry credit when Kenny Clark all of a sudden blew up and had you know this unbelievable breakout under Joe Barry. Well, now he's regressed. It, it, so is it still Joe Barry's fault? Uh, Reed, who you picked up, he's been nice. He's been a nice addition. Dean Lowry, anybody seen him? Uh, yeah. So he hasn't he hasn't done much of anything. TJ Sladen's had moments uh, throughout the year. Campbell's hurt, but even before he was hurt, he wasn't playing at an all-pro level. Walker's got his his rookie mistakes and inconsistencies that you're going to have as a rookie more than more times than not, so that's acceptable. Preston Smith is as good as Preston Smith's going to be under the circumstances. Rashawn yeah. Gary gets hurt. I mean, so if you look at everything out there defensively and then go, nope, 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 Joe Barry, it's Joe Barry. I don't know, man. I mean. There's a lot of dudes not playing as good as they should be playing on a normal given year. Yeah, so I think it, I think it's actually both. Uh, I think it's the players, and I think it's the scheme. I think that there's some really nice pieces on the defensive side of the ball. I do like Jair. Uh, Rasul Douglas, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, there was a reason that he was 
bouncing around from practice squad to practice squad every single year. Right. I mean, right. and then he got, he played his ass off and they overpaid for him, which, you know, it made sense at the time because you weren't bringing back Devontae Adams. So you had some extra money to spend. You said, Hey, if we don't have the best receiver in the league, we're going to have to win with defense and by running the football. So let's bring back one of our better corners. And we have Eric Stokes yep. and we get Jair back because Jair missed the whole season pretty much last year. So I like Jair. I don't really like the safeties. Amos, how many more years does he even have left? Sure. Ruby Ford's a nice little piece, but I don't know these. I don't know these ever going to be a pro bowler. Right. And then, like you said about Kenny Clark, I mean, we compare Kenny Clark to Aaron Donald. I just, I forget that he's even on the field at times. Dean Lowry. I mean, that's half of the reason right there. Kenny Clark still eating double teams because Dean Lowry can't free himself up. He's no good. Uh, the linebackers, Quay's pretty young. It obviously hurts not having a guy like Devondre Campbell on the field. And if you watch the all 22, you obviously see that they're missing him. He has the green dot. He's the guy getting everybody lined right. up on the defensive side of the ball. And he's been missing. And now you have young linebackers. You have Chris Barnes. So, I think it's both, man, but I'll say this about Joe Barry. Like, he's so set in his ways. He doesn't make any adjustments. You just let the Eagles hang 40 on you, and they're running it right down your throat. Jalen's running it right down your throat, and they still keep going with a base nickel defense the entire game. He just doesn't make any adjustments. So I think, unfortunately, and I don't like to call for people's jobs, I think Joe Barry does have to go, and I think they may have to, like, blow some things up on the defensive side of the ball and figure out who the hell's any good because other than Jair and – you know, Rashawn Gary, who, when the hell is he going to be back next year? There's right. not a whole lot of good spots right now, man. Okay, let's talk about something happy. Something that puts a smile on your face and gives you just the warm and the fuzzies. Luke Fickle is the Badgers' new head coach. How happy can you possibly be? I'm elated. I'm ecstatic. I didn't want it just to be handed over to Jim Leonard like most yeah. of you did. Most of you wanted to be handed over to Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard, the guy who said no to Green Bay. No, I'm going to stay here. And we all assumed, wrongly, that Jim Leonard was going to be given the job in place of Paul Christ. Then Paul Christ got fired, and I'll say wrongly, because it didn't matter who the coach was going to be the rest of the year. Nothing was going to change. So Jim Leonard comes and gets a new little coach bump, right? The players play well for him. They play up. They fumble and screw the whole thing up against Minnesota. Screw it up. Fine. Whatever. It is what it is. Didn't really matter. Everybody still thought Jim Leonard was getting the job. I think Jim Leonard thought Jim Leonard was getting the job. And then what happened? Sunday comes and Luke Fickle, Cincinnati Bearcats guy, you're the new head coach. Ohio State, Cincinnati. Oh, maybe he's only going to be here for a couple of years. Then, then what? Then he's going to leave. That, that's what Bart Winkler said on Twitter today. And I tell you what, Bart, I love you to death. I don't give a damn. He can be here five years and get us into a playoff and, and do some hocus pocus and then go to Ohio State, whatever he's going to do. That's fine. But you're now going to see if this is possible. You're going to see how good the Badgers truly can be with a guy that took Cincinnati, who is was not a power five. Now, they're going to be going to the Big 12. But not at that time. Took them to a championship, that, or a, fi a final four playoff. Four, four. Bielema, Chris, Leonard, whoever. Ain't seen nothing like that. Hadn't seen it. And he did it at Cincinnati. So don't, don't come at me. Now, the reason I bring it up now is because I wanted to celebrate because I'm very happy. I've been smiling yeah. all day no matter how bad this damn Packer team was. What about Jim Leonard now? Now, now, does Murphy and Goody go to Matt and go, I know your boys with Joe Barry. You wanted Leonard just like we did before we got Joe Barry. Jim Leonard is now going to be available unless Luke Fickle somehow can talk him into staying. And Fickle's a defensive guy, so I don't think he needs Jim Leonard. Yeah. So Jim Leonard's out. 
if you're the Green Bay Packers, don't you got to think about it? Don't you got to call and be like, hey, dude, sorry your heart got broken. Sorry you're crushed. You don't got to move your family all that far. Madison and Green Bay ain't that big of a drive, right? You can stay here in Wisconsin, be defensive coordinator, and be the guy and maybe be a head coach somewhere later on. Don't, don't, exactly. don't you have to call? Exactly. It's like, hey, the you know the Wisconsin thing didn't work out, unfortunately, for you. But, hey, yeah, you have to make that phone call because if you take over this defense that had such high expectations and you do have a top 10, top 15 unit next season, the season after that, then again, he could get a head coaching yes. gig in college. He could get an NFL head coaching gig. Now, let's pump the brakes because we just watched how that all went down with him on the sideline yesterday. But I am jacked for this man, Luke Fickle. I mean, I'm a big – so I'm a Notre Dame fan, as you know. Yes. And uh, and he did but, not want Notre Dame. He, he kind of blew you all off. Well, exactly. And, and you all with Freeman. I wanted Luke Fickle. We ended, yeah. up, we ended up with Marcus Freeman, which I'm fine with. But the reason I wanted him is because it's not all just about recruiting. You know, it's not just like, like Jimbo Fisher, right? Texas A&M this year had the number one recruiting class in the last decade, decade I believe, in yep. college football. And look what they did. Because when you get the guys there, you actually have to coach them up. I don't think they even had a top 50 recruiting class. Top 40, I know they didn't at Cincy. And they still had, what, nine, ten players that were drafted in the 2020 Look at this dude, Sauce Gardner. Yes, your, your co-host, Trista Crick, BetMGM tonight, BetQL, check it out, great show. If anyone in Wisconsin is wondering about Luke Fickle, keep in mind, in the 2022 NFL Draft, Cincinnati had nine players drafted, third most behind Georgia and LSU, despite not having a top 40 recruiting class during his entire tenure at Cincinnati. Y'all, yeah. I'm telling you, in my opinion, he's going to be able to recruit better at Wisconsin than he was at Cincinnati because Power 5, USC's coming, UCLA's coming. He can branch out and go for it. But, but again, the reason I bring it up is just to talk about Jim Leonard because I, I immediately, when this all went down, a lot of people are like, okay, fine. Then Jim Leonard goes to Green Bay. This did not help Joe Barry keep his job after this season, this game right here. This game right here it made it very, very difficult. Now, I'm not saying fire Joe Barry and hire Jim Leonard tomorrow. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you get to the offseason, then you have to have the conversation uh, about what we're going to do going forward. And you have to have a heart-to-heart with yourself. Like, did we overvalue our players? Like, are, are these guys not as good as what we thought? Because how many defensive coordinators are you going to go through before you realize that maybe you're just not evaluating talent correctly? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Again, like it comes down to either the players aren't good, they weren't first-round picks, and Brian Gutekinds should maybe, you know, I'm not going to say be fired, but like, come on, man, that's seven first-round picks, and you just let the Eagles hang 40 points and run for 300 yards in an NFL game against you. So I completely agree. And Matt LaFleur, you know, usually 
he's not really quick to throw anybody under the bus, but they talked to him at halftime and he brought up the defense, you know, the defense not being able to get off the field, man. And he seemed pissed off. So I think tonight was the final straw for Joe Barry. Like you said, I mean, Green Bay, they never really fire people in season. We saw it that one time with Mike McCarthy, obviously when Joe Philbin took over, but I don't think they're going to can him Monday. I don't think that they're going to do it tonight on the way home, but I think this is his final season. Definitely his coordinator for the Packers. Yeah. There, there's just absolutely no question. I, I, I think he's probably gone now for sure as well. All right. Last topic. Are you feeling better about Jordan love Ryan Horvath after seeing what you saw tonight? And again, like you pointed out earlier, it wasn't like he was prepared necessarily to come in. You always yeah. have to prepare to start as a backup. That's what they always tell you, right? The coaches tell you players, backup quarterbacks. So you have to prepare like you're going to start because you never know when you may have to go into a game. He got to come into the game, had the two nice throws, one to Lazard on the sideline, the big throw to Watson they took to the house, which was great. Then he had one more opportunity. But again, it was a uh, come from behind. Everybody there, everybody there knows you have to throw the football. So it's a little bit more difficult in, in that situation, I guess. Maybe I'm making excuses for Jordan Love. I don't know. Horvath, what do you think? You know what? I feel comfortable. He looks a lot better than he did a couple of years ago. And I locked, I watched a lot of him Agreed. in college, Utah State, and he really looked good that year that he took off. And then he lost a bunch of dudes on the uh, offensive line. He lost a bunch of guys in his wide receiver room, and he led the FBS in interceptions. And it just looked like he was trying to do too much. It's kind of like when I watched Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's great, and I'm not comparing Josh Allen and Jordan Love. But there's so many games, man, where he like thinks he needs to be Superman. And that was Jordan Love at Utah State, which makes yep. sense because it's Utah State. Now he needs to realize, though, that he's playing in Green Bay on an NFL roster, surrounded, well, we should say surrounded by talent. We've seen that's not the case. He just has to play within Matt LaFleur's offense. He can't think too much, and he can't go out there and try to be Aaron Rodgers because he's not Aaron Rodgers. Not yet. He's not Brett Favre, but he's Jordan Love, and I think he could manage a game, and I hate that term. Exactly. He can make the throws. Even, man, the drop that Aaron Jones had, that was a beautiful ball. He can make the throws. He has the arm power. He's not the most accurate quarterback, but he's worked on that. We've seen guys fix up their accuracy. Hell, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, who we just watched tonight. They were ready up. to give up on Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Yeah. Do you remember that? You know what's crazy? Usually with quarterbacks, man, you kind of are what you are as far as accuracy, but we've seen you know guys really put in the work in the offseason like Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts and improve in just six, seven months. So wouldn't shock me you know, if Jordan Love could do the same. But I like what I saw from him. Much more than I did, no. you know, uh, against Kansas City or against the Lions when he got thrown in there when Rodgers uh, got, or well, when they pulled him in the second half last year, week 18. Yeah, I, I definitely feel a little bit better about Jordan Love. I joke that I have to buy his jersey because he actually covered the spread for me as well. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. I, I feel better about this situation now than I did with Kansas City because of Tom Clemens. I think that's why I feel the feel better about this because if Rodgers is going to miss the Bears game with his ribs or whatever else, if that's how this is going to play out. That's fine. That's how we're going to go with this. Uh, but now he's got Tom Clements on the sidelines, who Rodgers has praised up and down again about how great he is as a quarterbacks coach and how much he helped develop. Him. Remember, Rodgers was one never to want to give credit to McCarthy for anything having to do with his development, right? Do you remember how cockeyed he was coming out of California, how where he held the ball, everything else? They had to redo everything. And he gave a lot of that credit to Tom Clements, which is fine. Kyler Murray, look at him. His rookie year when he showed out, who was his quarterbacks coach? Tom Clements in Arizona. And then after a year, Clements said, okay, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. And stepped away. Then they brought him back to help Jordan Love and help Aaron Rodgers. I think it was more to keep Rodgers happy than it was Jordan Love. Either way, Love gets to benefit from it now. So if Rodgers is done for the rest of the season, now he gets one out of time, one time with Clements. All game week, 
all during a game as far as adjustments that are being made by the defense. You know, defense makes an adjustment. Tom Clements points it out. Hey, look, they're doing this and this. Look, make sure to look for this. There's different stuff now where that wise wisdom of Clements can really come into play and help. With all due respect to Luke Getze or whoever else they had over there, they, they don't have the years. They don't have the, the, the wisdom necessarily as far as what maybe Clements has now to help Jordan Love in games going forward. I think that's an added bonus for Jordan Love too. It, the one, the thing I really liked about Love tonight, and I know, again, it's the Eagles. They're up two scores. They're playing prevent defense. You right. got a backup quarterback coming into that game. But still, he was pushing the ball down the field. I thought Rodgers, other than the two picks tonight, he was 11 of 16, 140 yards, was actually moving the ball down the field a little bit, an 8.8 average. But Jordan Love, 12.6 yards per attempt tonight, 6 of 9, 113 yards. And he's obviously more mobile. He's younger. He can move his legs a little bit more. He could escape from those sacks. He could throw on the run. So that's what I like the most see like that I saw from him tonight was just him pushing the ball down the field, man, because it's been a it's been a long season, especially on the offensive side of the ball of Dinkin and Duncan and goal line mishaps and stupid red zone turnovers that it was actually kind of refreshing to see. But see, that's the crazy thing. Rodgers had 16 attempts. Love had nine attempts. They only ran the ball 20 times between Dylan and Jones. That's and it. Dylan yeah, man. And Dylan at one point was averaging 10 yards per carry. And so that was, and, and that's what I said on that interception. Why are you taking the ball right now out of AJ Dylan's hands? We've been waiting for this performance all, all season year. long, comparing AJ Dylan to Derrick Henry and Mike yep. Alston. Finally tonight, he averaged eight yards per carry and you only gave him the rock eight times. He got dinged up at the end there. I know, but Aaron Jones, 12 carries for 43 yards. You have to run the football. Now in comparison, Jalen Hurts, 17 carries, 157 yards, a nine-yard average for the quarterback on 17 carries. Mike Sanders, 21 carries, 143 yards, almost a seven-yard average for him. That doesn't even include Gainwell and Scott, the other two running backs, and what they did. I mean, that's the type of stuff that just absolutely leaves you wanting to absolutely lose your mind about how bad this rush defense is and has been all year long. And then you put a Jordan Love in that situation and ask him to do something. I want to see what happens against the Bears. Jordan Love needs to show out against Chicago because everybody's going to go, well, it's the Bears. They got three wins. He got four. But let's say he shows out right next Sunday, noon kick. He goes for 300 yards, three scores. Even though it's only the Bears, I think it would be huge for the confidence of the fan base. Forget him and forget the team. I'm saying for the Packer fan base to see him show out and have a big game would be huge for everybody as far as people trying to want to believe in him after seeing him do something like that. What do you think would happen if let's say Jordan love is the guy, right? And let's say he just balls out. Let's they shut down Rogers and Jordan love seven touchdowns, two picks and wins a couple games. Rogers wants to come back and you owe him the $50 million. Then what do you do? Then do you look to trade Aaron Rodgers? No, you look to trade Jordan love because no, if you find out Jordan or do you run it back one more year and then you have a guy that's ready right now though, sitting with a clipboard. And what if Jordan no. Love doesn't want to do that? And he says, Simple. I'm not going to back up this guy anymore. You pay him. You extend him and you pay him. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, that to me, that, says, I don't care about the money. I just want to play football. To, to me, to me, it's simple. It's Aaron, you're back, but I, I want some type of firm commitment from you. Like you're done after this upcoming season. Cool. We don't have to announce it. We don't got to tell anybody, not a big deal. But if you're done after this year, I just want to get an idea because Jordan wants to play of how much longer you think you're going to play two more years, three more years. How much longer do you think this is going to go on here, Aaron? You tell us. And then love you extend him. If he shows out and plays well, the rest of the way out, you give him a four year extension or whatever it may be. Maybe he wants decent money. You know, I, and 
Tiger fans are be like, why are you paying him so much money? He hasn't even started a season. But if you want to keep him, that's the only way this is going to get done. Or because if he plays well, Ryan, that doesn't mean they're going to win based on how bad this defense is. Oh, hell yeah. So he could play well and they could still lose because the yeah. defense has given up 300 yards rushing every week. So it may yeah, not yeah. mean they win, but they, if you you have to make up your mind on Jordan Love prior to the draft, because if CJ well, Stroud is sitting there or, 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 or Levis from, from Kentucky or whatever, you better have your mind made up at quarterback about Jordan Love. And that's what I was going to say. Now you have these couple weeks here to evaluate him, more than a couple weeks to evaluate him. If he's not the guy, then you just move on. You bring back Rodgers for that final season. But then you have Rodgers tutoring another rookie quarterback, a C.J. Ah. Stroud, a Bryce Young, hopefully not Will Levis, but who knows. See, I think what they need to do, man, is regardless what they think of Jordan Love, because you're kind of throwing him into the fire. I would go in and just, like, next year, you got one more year with Rodgers, unless he decides to retire. It's $50 million. He's not going anywhere. No. I would rather stink next year and evaluate the and, and get my quarterback because I just watched Caleb Williams absolutely torch my team the other night. Yes, and USC. Watched, uh, Drake May as well for North Carolina. I know they had a disappointing loss, but he's probably going to be the number two overall quarterback. Those guys are really good. CJ Stroud didn't look great against Michigan. Not that that really mattered, but uh, th- th- I think that's the plan. Then you know you you evaluate what you have in Jordan Love. Either he's the guy moving forward, or you get your guy in the draft, and it's one more year with Rodgers. I wouldn't be shocked. And I know he's owed the money. I just don't think he cares about the money, needs the money. I wouldn't be shocked if Rodgers calls it quits. No way. Nope. No, no, just because be of the way, that, the way that the season has went down. Like, what if they don't what if they don't change this? Like, what are they gonna be able to realistically do with this roster? They're kind of in cap hell, right? Well, uh, depends. Do you think a coach fixes that? the defense? Because you're gonna have Watson, Romeo back, Toure back, Randall Cobb's hundred, he'll be back for another year. Rodgers is playing. We know that, right? Tanya now a year off of that injury. So he'll be healthy coming back in the off season. Hopefully Bakhtiari and Jenkins are, are playing well. You've got a year at right tackle with Yash. If you want to continue on with that, another draft class, I could sell Aaron Rodgers on coming back, providing he buys into whatever the def- whoever the defensive coordinator is. So you think Rodgers still has it then? And he was just injured, you know, it was has just it the- enough? Uh, yeah. Okay. Has it enough with this offense? Does not have it enough. If it's going to be wide open, throwing the ball 45 to 50 times a game, not He's like that, that good. That's what scares me a little bit, you know, is that he just wakes up tomorrow morning and he's like, I'm done. What? Like, man, I got my ribs are cracked. Yep. I got a broken thumb. I my the back of my neck hurts. I can't do this anymore. I mean, because we've just seen guys that obviously want to do it. Like what's amazing about Brady, they lose the day, but he's only thrown two picks all season long, man. Like yep. Brady still has it, but like some guys, they still want it. Peyton Manning, that final year in Denver, he still wanted it. He just physically couldn't perform any longer. Correct. Drew Brees, the same thing. Ben Roethlisberger, Really, those final four years, he just couldn't do it anymore. I don't think Rodgers is at that level, though. I don't know. I don't I don't either. Man, in six, seven months, who knows? Yeah. He is Ryan Horvath, C. Smart. If I ever download Kurt and Long today, Odyssey, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, always a fun time. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, normally we record it. Normally, it's posted by... Five in the afternoon. A lot of times we live uh, stream it right here uh, at Sparky Radio, normally about noon central time, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. But again, the uh, fan uh, 16th annual toy drive for Children's Wisconsin and Robinson that's going on this week. So schedule is going to be a little bit different this week. That's why we're doing it tonight uh, instead of tomorrow. Come down Oak Creek uh, right there on Rawson. Uh, a couple minutes east of I-94, drop off a brand new toy. You want to donate money, do it online at 1250 amthefan.com. And uh, we'll do this again on Wednesday 
Ryan and I got to figure out times and so forth, but we'll do it again on Wednesday. Ryan Horvath, as always, a pleasure. Bet MGM tonight. You and Trista Crick, always a fun time as well. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night, and I hope you don't have COVID. Me too. Yeah, yeah I, I know. God bless. Good night. Toodles.